Praise God. Um, so we'll just take it um, gradually and slow tonight. Um, I sense in my heart that God has um, a lot for us. Praise God. And so, um, I don't know, I just, I just sense, I just have a sense in my spirit for tonight. I have a special sense. Um, And also for Sunday. And so we will just follow the Lord. Are we together, friends? I want to encourage everybody here to learn to rest. One, one of the things that has hindered intimacy with Jesus is lack of rest. Uh, lack of rest is disrespect to the body. And I don't forget the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you don't rest, you are disrespecting the Lord's temple, and um, it is the receiver. It is the house of the receiver. Are we together here? And so, when the body is not restful, are we here, friends? When the body is not restful, um, the, the mind cannot receive from the spirit. Are we together here? Because the body and the mind, um, the body and the mind are, are coupled together. You get the point now? And so when the body is not restful, um, inf- information cannot be received from the Lord. Are we together here? And so you, you can't have a, power, a robust prayer life if you don't know how to rest. And to rest is not vacation. You get the point now? To rest is not, to rest is not vacation. Let me tell you what vacation means if you, are not, if you don't have a restful lifestyle. Vacation means that you prepare for an exam three days to the exam. It's crash, crash preparation. It doesn't usually, first class students don't prepare that way. Am I correct? You must have a culture of study. So you have to have a culture of rest. What does it mean to rest? To force the body to be at peace. Meaning that to rest means that the work you now want to give the body is peace. That's what it means to rest. You know, some people ask me, am I resting, am I resting, am I resting because of the volume of work that I do? No, you see, lack of rest is not a sign of busyness. You know, I might not do the vacations, but I rest. I rest almost every day. As busy as I am, I rest almost every day. There's rarely a day I don't take an hour or two hours where the work I'm doing is peace. I just want to do a work is peace for my body. So you have to inculcate that into your into your lifestyle. Lack of rest is very rude. And you are rude to your body. And uh, what you sow, you will reap. Yes, sir. And I'm not talking about laziness. Some people, 
are lazy. They are not resting. <laughs> you get, so I'm not talking about laziness. So we get the whole church has asked after you and Shola. We're happy that you guys are around. <laughs> Wanted to greet you guys. Happy birthday. Because I don't know how the service will end. I don't know the mood. It might end in a mood where nobody is happy. So I decided to greet you people first before we spoil the whole service. So happy birthday to you. Shala, where are you? Happy, happy birthday to Shala. <laughs> huh? uh, when you were not here, we are ready to already uh, say happy birthday to Jumoke. Is there any other person whose birthday is today that we don't know of? Raise your hand. Today's your birthday. Yeah, our little Fanny. We had a baby today. And. In about two weeks, God has given us three babies. And, um, I was talking to my friend and I said that if the people will not save the souls, we bet them. If you won't, if you, if you won't save the souls, we'll just give birth to them. That the church will not grow is a lie. If we cannot grow it here, we'll grow it from the children's church. So, and I'm willing to lead the pack. Expect more. What God cannot do does not. If our parents did all this two, two, two that we are all doing, we will be here. Me, I'm number six. You are number what? Thirteen. Wow. Your, your family is a universe. <laughs> Praise God. Awesome. We thank God. So we, we can't keep doing all this two, 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 two. The Bible says we should go to the world. And, uh, if my parents are done too, I won't be here. You would, you would have had no pastor. So let's have a minimum balance of four, four. All right, open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. All right, before I also go into Matthew, I also want you to know that there are a lot of things in our lives that work instantaneously, like they just walk on their own accord in such a powerful, miraculous way. And then sometimes there are things in our lives that, that look like they drag, you know. I look at myself, you know, and whilst, um, whilst I was worshipping God, I remember, you know, that there were things I've trusted God for sometimes that You know that took that took a that took a lot 
of time before I experienced them. If I tell you that everything that that I have experienced came instantaneously or after a confession or whatever, it's not true. There were some things that came that way. But there were other things that that took some time. Amen. Amen. And um, and um, some of them were very urgent. But it didn't happen urgently. Because only God can truly tell us what's urgent or not. Yeah. I just remembered that there were some songs that I that, that I birthed, a lot of songs that I birthed out of pain. You know, there was one particular song, I can't remember which one. I came to church really sad. And um, I was seated there, really, really sad. And, um, and I was so sad that I told, the, I told the enemy had really gotten close to me. And, and I told the enemy while I was there, I said, you know what, I'm going to give God worship. And in fact, I'm going to bet a new song now. And I left where I was sitting. And um, I just came to the mic, picked up the mic to sing a new song. And that was the plan. I didn't have a new song before I came up. It was because I needed to fight my feeling at that time. It's one of our popular songs. I mean, one of our common songs. I can't remember which one. No, no, it wasn't that. That was also born out of pain. No, don't worry. You guys are far from it. Yeah, yeah. There will be no day you will not not see the lifting of my hands. There will be no day. That song was born out of pain. And a lot of the songs were born out of pain. And I remember there were many times where I'm worshiping God and I'm, and I'm, why I like coming for worship is that worship gives me an opportunity to cry. Because there were many times I was crying not because of my worship. I was crying because I was hurting. And I needed a place to cry. And so when I'm crying, nobody will know why I'm crying. I tell you the truth. And it was so bad one particular day that I was about preaching and I started crying. And that service could not hold because it was an online service. And then we put that service in the evening. It was no technical issue, it was sorrow. It was sorrow that cut off the network. You know? And I tell you the truth, that that moment... Has, was what birthed some of the greatest side to my ministry. The things I learned from that moment, I can't trade it for anything. And it is one of the strongest sides to my ministry. And so I need you to understand that pain is not common to you. Rather, pain is not peculiar to you. You're not the only one going through pain. Some of the finest people that you appreciate have some kind of pain you're dealing with. You see? But when you have pain, make sure you don't lose hope. Hopelessness is worse than pain. You see? Never lose hope. Even if you don't have faith, have hope. When you have hope, you're on the journey of having faith. But never be without hope. When, when you are without hope, you are in complete darkness. Are we together here? Yes, sir. And know that God 
God goes, God is with us even when we are in pain. And can I announce to you that if you check closely, you almost never have four areas of pain or five. Usually one or two things. Especially for those who have a work with God. If you have seven areas of pain, something is wrong with your work with God. Because you are beginning to experience fires that might be as a result of not working in wisdom. You shouldn't have too much fires when you're working with the Lord. You know, you shouldn't have too much fires. When you have too much fires that you are quenching, you are not working in wisdom. You need to see God's face. You know, you are missing something that is fundamental. And so you shouldn't have too much. When you have too much fires in your life, it's, it's a pointer to the fact that there is a major wisdom gap that needs to be fixed. And when I mean wisdom, I'm not just talking of common sense. I'm saying that there is something that you're not doing right. Are we together here? Praise God. So we have to, we have to learn to, to deal with um, uh, those moments where we just walk with God. You know, in the midst, you know, you see, because sometimes pain makes us seek his face. But that's not even my point. My point is sometimes the clearest revelations you get of God comes out of those moments. They are very clear. So, never ask for pain. Never enjoy it. Never allow it. Never ask it to stay. But go through it with hope and with faith. But make sure that you never settle on it in the sense that there are other areas of your life where there is no pain. And don't conclude that that area of your life is the summary of your life. And that's the mistake many of us make many times. There are other things working. But because of one area of pain, we forget the other things that is working. Are you together with me? And that we begin to corrupt every area of our lives. Are you with me? Yes, with that part that is not working. And never even, don't even forget, we're not going to spend a lot of time here. Sir. I'm going to leave here very soon and there will be no more pain. Yeah. But that very soon. Yeah, 50 years is very soon. 80 years is very soon. When you, when you put that side by side, eternity is very soon. You see, if you are not aware that your time here is short, you are deceived. It's a, short, it's a short time we have here. Even if you are born today, it's a short time we have here when we compare it with eternity. And that's why we must carry the mind of forever locked up in our hearts. And um, we must start living for forever. Uh, because this all, all this is rehearsal. All this, this not... Like, like, this is not the game. <laughs> this, is not, this is not the choir. This is not heaven's choir yet. We're just rehearsing. And then there will soon be time up. And I don't care when that happens for you. If it happens in a thousand years, it's still short. Are we together, friends? So open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 28. And then we would, we would add some blocks to that. Um, I, I told... I said everybody should 
every um, 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 worker should be around last week, son, last Sunday. Right? So find out um, um, those who, are, who didn't come. Let the unit head still send the list of those who didn't come. And let them rest till next year. All right, so Matthew 28. By that, I mean let them not do anything till next year. Then we'll find out what they'll do. Matthew 28, verse, we'll we'll start from verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority. Please, any one of them who has something to say to you can send you a mail. If they ask for permission, something important, but the rest of them. Let them just rest. No punishment. Just want them to rest and do nothing till next year. Please. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. Are you with me? So why should you go? Because all authority has been given. So so there is a back, there is a backdrop to our ascending. Are we here, friends? There is a backdrop to ascending. Friends, we have to understand the scripture with the, with the whole of our hearts because this was the last thing he said before he was taken to sit at the right hand of God the Father. Now, if you, if you are somebody who watched Nigerian movies, you know what Egeturu says last. It's very important. Huh? Are you with me? What the old man says when he's about to die is usually the most important thing. It's like he's coughing. <laughs> and, he's, and he's taking the words one after the other. And then he's about, he's, <laughs> he's about to go and he says the important things and immediately finish saying it. It passes out. That would be a good way to die. You know. Maybe not coughing, but... <laughs> Just going ahead to say it. But of course, Jesus didn't go weak. He went triumphant. He didn't go lying down on some sick bed. He went triumphant. Now, in fact, for greater, for better context, can we start from the first verse of this particular chapter? Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. You know, for some reason, in my, in my journey with God, I've always noticed in my work with God the importance of women in revivals. I'm telling you the truth. Women usually play a fundamental role in, in anything that is messianic. They're just usually on some very uh, junction, are you with me, that is usually major. Praise God. And then we see this also hap- happening here. You know, the, the role women play is so powerful. And that's why those who play with women are kidding. 
those who play with women are, you know, are kidding. Women have a tremendous role to play in the things of God, in, the, in revivals and all of that. Do you know a man will soon start disliking everybody his wife dislikes? Do you know? For various reasons. Even if he's a tough man, sometimes for peace reasons. I'm telling you the truth. If you, if you like someone and your wife doesn't like the person, just start hating the person because it's just a matter of time. You won't like the person. And if you hate somebody that your wife likes, just forget about it. You'll soon, you'll soon start liking the person. If it's somebody that you hate that your wife likes, your wife will be telling, oh, you have been too hard, Jerry. Let's just forget about it. Let's not talk about it. Just leave the guy alone. And if somebody you like that your wife doesn't like and you are going about talking about the person, he says, this hype you are giving this guy. What was I say, I hope you know what you are doing. <laughs> now, it's only my wife that doesn't do this, but I tell you the truth. <laughs> but women are powerful. They, they, you see, don't joke with the influence of the woman. And that's the word, influence. That's what the woman carries. That's, that's a makeup. She has grace to influence you. I told you 90% of the times a lady says yes to you, she made you ask her out. But you don't know. Sometimes you think you initiated it. You don't know. You didn't initiate, you didn't initiate nada. Sometimes they initiated your initiating. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> a woman can make you... Listen, listen, a woman can be intentional for three months to make sure that you see her by passing places she didn't need to pass to get to where she's going to. I, I found out late, though, you know... <laughs> But, but I tell you the truth. Don't, if you, you are still a fool if you are playing with a woman. No matter the, the amount of muscles you have, you are still a fool if you are playing with a woman. And that's why you need to get your woman to the right place where she can learn the right things because she will control you. So you need to take her to the right place where she will learn the right things so that she can control you the right way. Now, I don't care if you are the one controlling. It's still her. Yeah. If you are controlling and there's peace, she's the one controlling. She likes the direction you are going to. And so you, and so you have to take her to where you want to go. Let her go and learn about where you want to go. And keep pretending like you are the leader. So, so, so women are that powerful. I tell you the truth. You see, don't fight women. Don't. I wish you can just learn this before you grow old. <laughs> don't fight women. You see, one of, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the important things as a man in your life is this. Make a vow that you and your wife will not fight. What I mean by that is I don't mean you won't have issues. But I mean you won't be in a place where you are perpetually fighting. 
If, if that happens to you, it will not be well with you. Yeah. The, the main problem of most men is that they don't have peace with their wives. If you don't have peace with your wife, it will not be well with you all around. So you had better look for how to get that peace. Work it out. Other things will work. Because even God doesn't support you. Yeah, I tell you the truth. God talks about how we need to treat our women with wisdom and all of that. And he told us the reason. He said so that your prayers will not be hindered. So these women even have a way to make sure that God doesn't hear us. We're in trouble, guys. Yeah. So you must learn how to navigate that path. So what do you do? Where are you going to? Get your woman to like it, especially before you marry her. If it's after you marry her, start praying. (laughs) Start praying because you can't change anybody. Let me explain this thing to you. That thing called head of the home works when your wife submits to you. That thing called head of the home does not make the wife submit. So it's not a tool that can make her submit. You see, submission is a personal decision on the basis of somebody of another person's work with God. You can't get somebody to use a giddy. You can't use a giddy to get somebody. It's, it, it, stop trying. It won't work. Or the day she, she wants to submit, she'll come and tell you. Before that, they don't stress us. I'm telling you, to just learn before you die. You understand? Just learn. Just, just learn. Just learn. And that's why you need to marry someone who both of you are seeing things the same way. You love the same things. You're going the same direction so that she can lead you aright. Because she has influence. She has influence. She has power. And, and, and Jesus resurrected and... Um, the people, he, he found it important to, to reveal himself to are two women. None of the apostles. Yeah. In fact, after, after he even appeared to the apostles, the Bible says they doubted him. The apostles doubted him. They meant God doesn't many times rely on men sometimes. When he wants to do, when he wants to do some kind of cooperation, quick cooperation, he goes to get women. They can, they can do stuff. If a, if a woman tells you something will work, it will work. You see, they are naturally wired to do miracles. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Some of you, you see the miracles that our mother went through to take care of us. It's a miracle. She just... They can do miracles. You, you, you see a woman taking care of five children, and you ask her what she's, she's doing. She's selling bully. Have you seen a man doing that? You see, when a man does <laughs> Let me tell you a man's response to lack of money. When a man doesn't have money, his response is to waste the little years. Sometimes when you see men drinking all this shinap and all of that, it's poverty. They are just saying, I, I don't have money and I can't kill myself. But the woman is not like that. The woman will do a miracle and multiply stuff. And that's why Jesus made sure those who were, who were supporting his ministry were women. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's easier. It's easier. It's easier. In, 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 a, in, a, in a family, 
if a pas- if if a woman loves the pastor, the pastor the pastor has authority in that family. If a woman likes the pastor, if the man doesn't like the pastor, it's, it's inconsequential. It's just There's nothing he can do. He will start as if he can do something. After a while, we'll get tired. He'll say, oh, Is that what you want? All right, no, Allah. Because, yeah. Men have starting energy. Men have starting energy. The woman has longevity. She has long suffering. And that's why she can call you back to an issue that happened 1802. <laughs> yeah. She'll call you back to an issue in 1802. And if you have forgotten the details, she'll let you know the details. <laughs> that you forgot doesn't mean they are not real details. The details are real. So you, you, you have to get that part of it. If you get that part of your life early, you have speed. We'll get it early. One of the place to... Let's leave that. Let's go back to scripture. <clears throat> so there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord. And if you like, because I'm saying this, turn to a witch. That's your business. <laughs> That's your business. You'll meet God. <clears throat> but, 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 but my point is, you guys were made powerful. And it's the wisdom of God. It's not, it's not an evil thing. It's the wisdom of God. And then God will teach you how to use it. You have influence. I, I tell you, as a pastor, and let me tell you the truth to all the guys. As a pastor of the church, I'm, I have more hope in the women than the guys. No, no, no. I'm, t- I'm telling you guys, though, I'm not deceiving you. See, I've not started men's fellowship since. I don't... If I get your babes, I, I have you. If I don't have your babes, I don't have you. You, you are golly golly. You just have more. <laughs> I tell you the truth. See, see, the the. I tell you the truth. The women are more important to me. How many men do I prophesy to? How many men do I lay my hands on and all of that? I don't waste my anointing. All <laughs> I tell you, I, t- I tell you. Let me tell you why your wow doesn't make sense. Two re- Let me tell you why your wow doesn't make sense. When you get home, your wife will tell you it doesn't mean it like that. <laughs> and it will be over. <laughs> she just say you take things too seriously. Your wife doesn't mean it. It doesn't. Papi doesn't mean it like that. Two, by tomorrow, you, you have the gift of forgetfulness. <laughs> by tomorrow, you will remember I abuse you. <laughs> you are back, you know. <laughs> Any one of you that remembers what I did, your other men will tell you, show me one year. Praise God. <laughs> so, so let's go back. <laughs> so that, that's it. This is, that's it. It's easy for me. 
very easy for me. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door, sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the gods shook, and the gods shook for fear of him, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, "Somebody say the women." Very important in revivals, the women. And so, so young man, if you're staying in your brother's house, don't deceive yourself. You are not staying in your brother's house. You are staying in his wife's house. Have sense quickly. Don't care about her. Take care of your brother's wife, not your brother. That's how to be wise. You understand? Your brother is not making any decisions. Your brother is just, he's just there. If your brother loves you, she doesn't love you, you are not loved. Yeah. So don't say my brother's house. You are just stressing yourself. You are living. It's not even even your mother is not his it's not her son's house. Even your mother. I tell you the truth. Even your mother. So it's, it's the wife's house. When you go to any house, ask where is the wife? I brought gifts. Don't give gift to the man. Don't, don't give any gift to the man. If, if you don't wash car, but you wash plates, you will do well. You do well. You do well. It, it's easy to settle a quarrel with a man. Don't wash plate. Don't wash car. Forget car. Forget car. You can even ring for your brother and say, when the woman comes, you bow. <laughs> Everything will be fine. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. You see, when, when, when Jesus resurrected, he went to the women. When, when Satan wanted to get to the earth, when, when he went to the woman. I'm telling you the truth. They carry influence. Like, like it was God, God told Adam, don't eat of this. What did, how did Eve give it to him? She just, he just called, took it from her. You would always take it from her. Always. And that's why I'm, I'm disappointed when women are trying to be like men. When you try to, when you try to be your, when you try to be like a, like a, like a man, you give your man a reason to fight. Because he doesn't mind fighting men. Whenever a man sees another man, he wants to fight. So when a woman wants to be like a man, it makes his man want to fight. But when you be like a woman, you, you, allow, you, you, you influence him. His, his guards are down when he sees a woman. Are you together with me? But when he sees another man, so the more you are trying to be a man, you are getting the worst of your husband. He will respond as a man. He has an opportunity to fight. But when you remain a woman, then you will influence him. You see, don't let a man be afraid that you will win him. Let him be afraid not to break you. So maintain softness. That is what will keep, that will keep him to care for you. And then you, you, you allow him you take him back to his conscience and to God. Now I'm talking about Christian men. 
That's uh, autism being equal. I don't know how they do it in the world. I didn't stay in the world for too long, so I don't know how they do it there. But I'm talking of a man who has the spirit of God. When you fight him, he fights back. When you allow him be the man, then, 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 then he cares for you. We are naturally wired to be careful, you know, with women. It's, we're naturally wired that way. But anytime, but sometimes because of the fear of what you are being through and all of that, you want to fight your man and force things. And then he sees another man, then, then there's a clash. So be the woman. Be the woman. Use your woman nature. It's, it's God's gift. If you say this is how we should go, I'm really down. I'm not happy. I'm really happy. I'm not happy. I'm sad, but I'll follow you. That line. Whoa. But the day you say, I'm not going to do this. Say, ah. Then he wants to fight. He wants to be a man. But, but when he sees your softness and brokenness, then, then he just wants to serve you and all of that. Yeah. Christian man. Christian man. <laughs> so do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. That's all nothing about women. Women know how to seek Jesus. Yeah. And, and it's not just Jesus. They also know how to seek Satan. Yeah. That's why not only pastors like women, Abalis too. Yeah. Check the number of Abalis that go, to, the number of women that go to Abalis and the number of men that go to Abalis. More women will go to an Abalis yeah. than men. So they are, they are more responsive to spiritual things. Yeah. A lot of you, your mother told you she got something from a pastor. It's not pastor, it's Abalis. Most women have visited Abalis. You know? And our generation is now worse. Do you know our generation is worse? Our own now, our own Abalis are not in the jungle anymore. They are now on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. All those things you are playing with is Abalis. It's tokens. Those are tokens. I I won't even say them out of my mouth. But those are tokens that those young, young devil girls are selling. They are tokens. Now, even if they are fake, so far you say it is powerful, yeah. then, and, and somebody puts faith in it, a demon will latch on it. Yeah. So they are tokens. So our generation is worse. And you can see it's an industry for women. Yeah. It's not an industry for men. Men don't care. So, so, so men's response to spiritual things, women's response to spiritual things, it's higher. So whenever there's a revival, you see women. Women, you have more women in numbers. Are you together with me? There are more women in numbers when there's a revival than men. Are we together, friends? So do not be afraid. Uh, he's not here. He's risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And indeed, he's going before you into Galilee. Yet you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So when they went out quickly from the tomb with great fear and great joy, praise God. Those are two prerequisites for revival. There has to be both fear and joy. 
You understand? When there's only joy in a revival, then it's, it's, not, it's not yet complete. It has to be fear and joy. Now, the word fear here is not afraid. It's reverence. It's, it's reverence. It's reverence. Uh, reverence. Reverence close to fear, but it's not, it's not, it's not fear that terrorizes. But it's the, it's the fear that keeps you in check. Are you together with me? There's some fear in it, but it's not the one that terrorizes you. It's the one that keeps you in, che- in check, which is the fear of the Lord. Are we together, friends? There has to be, you, you need to have those prerequisites, those two prerequisites in every revival. There has to be joy and there has to be fear. There has to be seriousness. There has to be soberness. There has to be diligence. There has to be commitment. There has to be respect, loyalty. It's not the way we're doing church now that people just do as they want to do. No, 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 no. It has to have some fear in it. Are we together, friends? So sometimes you come to church because there's, there's, there's joy. And there's also fear, meaning there's seriousness. Anytime you see lack of punctuality, there's no revival. Yeah. When people are not serious, there's no revival. We're just playing. Are we together, friends? You know, and um, people have an assumption that when there is, you know, every revival that we've seen in, in history, like 99% of revivals we've seen in history was led by young people. Even Jesus' revival. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. I'm talking Bible times and I'm even talking contemporary times. It's always led by young people. And so that's why if we are not leading a revival now, we are serious. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Am I correct, friends? Yes, sir. Like, if you plan to lead a revival when you grow old, then you are talking about your death. Yeah. Because there's no... When? When are you going to grow old? This is your finest moment. Friends, this is our what? This is our final moment. Friends, if we don't change the world now, we won't change it. We won't change it. Now, when you, when you look at the current revival that is at its peak now, when it, was, when it was at the time it was a revival, you talk about the late 70s and the early 80s, all the names that you are calling now that led those revivals were in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. When you look at the, the Bishop um, Oedeko of, 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 of today, where you, how old is, how old is Bishop now? Bishop is in his 60s. Those guys have been on fire since the 70s and 80s. Do the math. They were in their early 30s and late 20s. When you hear about the Holy Ghost Convention of Bishop Waluke, Bishop Waluke was in his late 20s when they, when they were doing Holy Ghost Convention, when they were changing the world. And so if you're still kidding yourself, you are really messing things up. Like this is the time to do the powerful stuffs and the great stuffs. This is, it is now. There is no future anywhere. There is no prophecy about any tomorrow. It's just going to be more of what we are doing now. Are my friends here? Now, check even in the world. Who are those leading in the world now? They are in their early 20s. They are in their early 20s. 
when I started listening to music, for example, and loving music, even the people we have now were not singing. When I was listening to music, the people who were, who were supplying me music are not even, they are, they are now grown old. Like they are off the shelf. You don't get, you don't get this. They are off the shelf. Yeah. The videos and the whiskeys of this world are way younger than a lot of you here. Yes. Before them, the video came into the scene. I was already born again on fire for the Lord for a while. Before they even came into the scene. Yeah. I was already born again when the Molamide came into the scene. Yeah. Because I knew them that green and in fact I had known Lord of Ajasa before even that green. Yeah, Lord of Ajasa was popping before that green even even came into the scene. Yeah. I still listen to Daniel Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And Wilson and is it Felix O that the, the you know are my friends here? So it's now. Now now I need to I need to say this to you because the African culture wants you to be a youth at fifty. Because when we're even talking about Professor Shibajo being president, we're saying he's a young man. And that's a man in his sixties. And my friends here, I'm, I'm just saying, stop feeling like you are overdoing. You are actually doing nothing. <laughs> stop thinking you're overdoing. We're actually doing nothing. We should be leading a generation right now. We should lead a generation. Listen, there is nothing powerful as being led. As, there's nothing powerful for people to be led by people that are their peers. It's the, it's the most powerful way of discipline. The influence we can wield now, the bishop can wield it. No, he can't. The bishop can wield it. He can wield it. Bishop can lead your generation. No, you have to lead it. Are you with me, friend? Bishop can lead your generation. They don't, they don't know what he's saying. But you see, if you're going to lead, you're going to be strong. You have to be strong. You, have, you, you, see, you, don't, you don't lead when you're unsure. Because the whole world is unsure. So the leader has to be sure. And check all those who are leading, they are sure. This young man who has been singing, um, this guy that Alamide gave a hit song. See, see, see how he's leading. He's sure. His nickname is I'm the trouble of your community. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he tells you. He tells you, I'm the trouble. I'm the trouble of the community. That's how he introduces himself. Yeah, I'm the trouble of this community. He says the industry has received trouble. And, and, and the, guy, the guy keeps pushing that narrative. And he keeps putting himself in the news every time because he needs it. He, he forces himself into a controversy. He's not making mistakes. He's not, he's not in those controversies because he doesn't know what he's doing. No! He, he needs that controversy. He needs you to Google him, to search him out, to talk about him. Because when you do that, then his new song, you have to find out his new song and all of that. 
Are we together here? See the way they are leading. They are leading so powerfully. A young boy already has three, three four children from three different... Uh, and it's not a problem. What's he saying? He's saying to a generation that it's not a problem. Like, he's not a problem. He's so, he's so, he's, he's so fancy and so stylish. Was that not the same thing that happened some years ago that when you give a woman, they say, ah, it's like a problem. When, you, when a girl gets pregnant for you, even people who are not born again, oh, my God, but now you can do it like <laughs> you can spread it. <laughs> are you with me, friends? Now, now you think those are those are just events. That's not event. That's leading. That's leadership. Are my friends here? You have to be strong. You have to be strong. You have to be definite. You have to know what you're saying. And, and, and your life has to represent it. Are we together here? So they went now quickly with, with, in, the, in the tomb with great fear and joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met with them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held his feet. They held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Jerusalem, and there they will see me. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that have happened. When they had assembled the elders and, the cons- and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them. His disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. So you see, they began to slander the disciples. Am I preaching here? Yes, they began to what? Slander. They slandered the disciples. Why? Because if they, can, if they can slander the disciples, then they can discredit the cause. Why? Because the disciples are the representatives of the cause. So it's important for the enemy to slander leadership. And it's a huge economy. It says they got large sum of money. So you see, the, the industry of slandering spiritual leaders, it's important to destroy revivals. Now, why am I telling you, telling you this? Because I just don't want to preach a good sermon. I want you to be aware that, that, that revivals are destroyed through slander. And you, you are not worthy of slander. Those who are worthy of slander are those who lead the revival. Yeah. If we can slander the leaders, then we can weaken the message. Are you together with me? Because the, the message many times is as powerful as the credibility of the leader. Now, t- t- um, the APC want to push the Muslim Muslim ticket, right? In the news some days ago, it went around that that Geo had accepted the old stuff. You get the point now. Now they had to, they had to do a public and say, "No, we are for Khan and all of that." Today, at the unveiling of of, of Shetima, they lined up priests a lot and made sure. 
the cameraman got them, priests and bishops. Because if we can slander, if we can get the leadership, then we can weaken the message. So you see, apostles are not just apostles. Apostles are representations of the message. The message is not in the air, it's in their mouth. Am I preaching, friends? So you have a lot of responsibility to pray for leadership. That leadership is under attack. Leadership is always under attack. And you must do everything with your whole life to protect and to pray for leadership. Are you together with me? You must do that because, because, if, because that's, the, that's the target of Satan. So you see that Jesus was going to leave the earth and he committed the old message to 12, not to everybody. He put it in the hands of 12. He will always put it in the hands of leadership and the enemy knows that and the enemy will always slander leadership. And it's very, it's a robust economy. It's a robust economy. It's a huge economy to slander. There's, there's financial rewards for it. Praise God. Listen, the day you want to slander leadership, the day you, I'm asking you, child of God, have a plan, have, have, have a desire or an opportunity to slander leadership and, and, and publicize it and check the amount of people that will call you to give you this, to give you that, to support you and all of that. You see, it's automatic. But at the same time, decide to do it some to praise leadership and see if anybody wants to support you to publicize the story. Now, have a good story about any leader and find out if anybody wants to support you. But have a bad story. You see people loving you. I say, wow, you mean? Wow. Oh, we need to, oh. These people, they have destroyed this nation. No, no have, you seen, have you seen people say pastors destroyed the nation? You're checking. What's the code? You're, 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 <laughs> it's a spirit. You're looking at what's the correlation. Like, See them now voting for APC, doing that. Nobody's voting for that. Nobody's voting for it. But by 2024, when things scatter, they'll say pastors are the problem. Now, these are the people who collected 5K to vote. Because it's a spiritual assignment, and you need to be careful. It's a sp- to slander leadership did not originate from you. It's originated from hell. You are just helping Satan. So it's a huge industry. Because immediately you do that, the message is weakened. And when the message is weakened, it's, it's power to change and deliver drops. Now, it's, 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 it's not the power that drops, but it's the heart. The, the hearts don't connect as they should connect. Now, now in, in, the old message of Jesus Christ is that he resurrected. That's the old message. He is king because he died and resurrected. And somebody's going to drop money and say, no, it was, it was stolen. Like, what's the message again? Somebody dropped money and said, they stole him while we slept. No more message. And guess what? See, see, see the next verse. Quickly. And if, he, if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Friends, if you go to Jerusalem today, you go to Israel today, they believe Jesus did not resurrect. Yes. I'm telling the truth. This, that stuff is still working. 
till today. There is a school of thought that believes that he did resurrect. It's the disciples that took him and their books. Historical books to prove it. Yeah. I used to be a Muslim who had all these arguments and, and those facts are there. Those lies are there. But it was sponsored. Are you together with me? So when you are arguing, so, so the question is, where did they get this money from? Is it from tight? So when you are arguing about paying tight or not paying tight, these people have supplementary budget, yeah. unplanned budget yes. to discredit the gospel. Yes. Whereas you are still talking about 10% or not paying 10%. Can you see we are very unserious? <laughs> when you are arguing, is it good to pay tight or not? Some people have unplanned budget. They just, they just emergency. You see, Sit down, brother. Not just emergency to even... Um, not, it's not just money. It's money and also... They also had um, uh, a placement in the government. They said, we're going to make sure that you guys don't go to jail. They have placement in the government. Are you with me? They have people in the government to make sure that we we'll tell them... Normally, if we tell them that it was stolen... You guys are going to suffer for it, but we'll do it in a way that we'll push our leg. You will not be stolen. You will not be killed. Are you together with me? And these are two things the enemy doesn't want us to have. He doesn't want us to have enough money, and he doesn't want us to have position because they are important to preserve revival. Now, the body of Jesus, the only reason why that body was kept and that it can resurrect was because there was an influential Christian in the scene, Joseph Arimathea, who went and used his influence to get the body. And so, when God is leading you in a direction, don't be lazy. And God is wanting you to study this, go to school and be that. Don't, don't force it. Don't say, no, 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 no. no. We are not all going to preach from the altar. Some of us are going to have the influence for the body of Jesus. Are you together with me? Yes, now, this Muslim Muslim ticket, you think it's Muslim Muslim ticket? You think it's all Muslim? It's all Muslim Muslim. Let's look at let's look at the personality. Let's look, let's look at the personalities of the people. It's about competence, it's not about religion. If it's about competence, I even agree with you. There was is there a, a cause of incompetence with Christians? Why must the competence be in Islam? Do you think it will be a vision for Shetima, a vision? Do you think it's a vision for him that Christians should not be persecuted? Will it be a vision? Will it be a burning passion in his heart? Now you want to make that person a vice president. Where there are terrorists lying in the bush who need a passive leader to bomb the churches. You see, you don't, you, don't, you don't need... The point is not to get a terrorist president. It's just to get a president or a VP who is not passionate in stopping it. Yes. What terrorism needs is passivity. Yes. To stop terrorists, you need to know how to bomb them. You need to have joy in bombing them. Yeah. <laughs> you have to bomb them. They have to... They have to know how serious you are. Yes. 
That's, that's how America has kept this nation. That's how the Republican Party has kept this earth. They know they can't try some things. You see, Iran wishes to do more. But, uh, you know, see, they knew what Trump would do today. He will bomb, he will bomb you. <laughs> yeah, they are mad people. Listen, if, by the time churches start taking guns, um, Christians start taking guns to churches, terrorism will reduce more. Listen, listen, listen. Let me explain something to you. Only a thief is only a thief is angry that you have used stronger padlocks for your door. <laughs> if you're not a thief, why should he offend you? If by the time Christians, which I think they should, Christians in the north, yeah, they should they should take pump action. They should, the ushers should have this in front like this. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I can say that stresses. I'm not saying out of emotional. I can say that it's not a big deal. It's not a tough, it's not a big thing I'm saying. It's not a big what I've said is not a big thing. It's not unconventional. There is nothing Christian about not defending yourself. There's nothing holy about it. If somebody catch me in one corner now, you think I will, I will just say, here, here I am, here I am, slim. <laughs> or somebody holds my child, I'll say, oh Lord, oh Lord. If I, can, if, if I can deal with the person, I will. If I can kill the person, I will. If somebody comes from Africa and wants to take Maverick, if I can kill the person, I will. I will and give testimony on Sunday. There is, it's not a special thing I've said. It's not, it, it, it's not a deep thing. It's a, it's a human instinct thing. Yeah. yeah. I just will wake up from this religious foolishness. Yeah. You see, when you look at the persecution in the church, why in the Bible times, why it was difficult for them to deal with it was that the persecution was connected to the law of the land. You get the point now. It was, it, was, it was the law of the land. When Paul was going to persecute the church, he needed to get a letter. From, so, it's, so what we're having here is criminals. So it's not like we're being persecuted. It's not the government persecuting us. It's criminals. So it's not, it's, it's attack. So it's not like the government says, you guys shouldn't do church. If you do church, we'll arrest people and put people in jail. That's not the persecution we're going here. So this one is, so we need to deal with it at all levels. You understand? We need to deal with it at legislative level. We need to deal with it at policy level. We need to deal with it financially. And then sometimes we need to deal with it physically. Yeah. 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 The, um, Godia's, um, um, the mission we had the other time that he killed his friend, they just went to his house, killed his friend and all of that. And the people who killed his friend roam around the street. But some people came together and said, no, we won't allow this. Yeah, the people, those bandits, you see, those bandits in the north are not like, they're like, they're like boys, they're like street boys. People see them, people know who killed them. People know who, people know them. Yeah. In fact, there are some bandits that will come to your community and say, okay, we'll protect you people. People will just be sorting us. 
Yeah. And then they went, they took the case to, they, they went, they took, told the police, reported to police. Some lawyers got involved. They arrested those guys. Those guys are in. Yeah, it's prophetic stream that is sponsoring the, the court case. Yeah. Those guys have now been, 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 they are in the police custody and are hoping to get them killed. Yeah. Trusting that they will repent before. Before they go to the gallows, hopefully they repent. We'll preach to them while the case is going on. He said, please, you need to repent. If you die now, you are going to hell. Repent. Because you are dying, repent. (laughs) Are my friends here? So you see, they used money and position. Am I preaching here? Money and position to shut down revival. May God deliver you from church attendance. Yeah. You just attend church, you attend church, you go. You don't know what's happening. You are not, you are not active. Just attend church. You are not active. You, you don't know that this is work. And this saying is common. All right. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So therefore, we now go. So you see that purpose for your life has already been given you before you were born. Now, it's, it, 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 it's the loss of apostolic Christianity that tampered with it. Purpose has been given to us, friends. Now, we're trying to find some strange purpose. It's strange. Purpose has been given to us. This is the primary thing we're here to do. And every other thing, are you together with me, will be a tool for achieving this. Every other thing is a tool to achieve this. Friends, when you get to heaven, God will not be concerned about how much money you have made. Yes, Are you together with me? Can you, do you think the, this whole thing will be about your, your designs, your graphic designs? Or your UI, UI, exactly UI, UI. When you get to God, say, ah, oh, so you submit UI, you say, God, I just tell you, I don't know I gave you the wisdom. Oh God say, wow, you made some clothes to oh, my children. I say, oh God, like, let me see what let me see what you did again. No. There are tools for the work. Yeah. This is the work. This is purpose. Listen, if we are not doing this, we are deceived. Yes. Jerry, if we are not doing this, we are deceived. Everybody has to do this. Now, this is my call. I'm called to mobilize the people who will do this. Yes, this is why I'm here for now. I'm called to mobilize and train those who will do this. This is what we are meant to be doing. Well, men, therefore go. Why? What's, what does therefore mean? Gabriel is not in church. He's a father. What does therefore mean? Therefore means what? Who knows English aside from Gabriel? Who wants to know what therefore is? Huh? By, by the reason of. Right? Who else wants to tell me therefore? All right, Wumi knows English. Wumi? Consequently. Consequently, some people don't even know Consequently. <laughs> From dear for you took us to consequently. 
I ain't together with me. He says, therefore, you, so you, so now you can. Because of these. Because of these, then you just go and, and what? And make disciples. Are you with me, friends? Get up, brother. Because of this, you now make disciples. Why? Because all the power has now been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth. And listen, I'm your guy. That's why I'm saying that your guy now has all authority. Your Lord now has all authority. Your friend now has. It's like we're now in power. Sit down, brother. He said, we won the election. We're in power. We're now in power. So let's go get this done. Who is shouting, we are now in power? That's what he's saying. Now, friends, he didn't have all authority. Mankind didn't have all authority before. Adam had lost it to, to, to the enemy. But Jesus now resurrected and said, guys, I collected you back. He says, now I have all the authority now in heaven and on earth. Now I have it. So because we now have authority, the devil can no longer um, um, tempt, tempt us the way it's tempting Jesus and say, if you do this, I'll give you this. He said, no, I now have everything. I cannot give you everything. So now you don't need to bargain with Satan to get fame. You don't need to bargain with Satan to get money. You don't need to bargain anymore with Satan because your Jesus now has all the authority. Is this making sense to you? Is this making sense to you, friends? Listen, the enemy can there's no there's no consequence. My love for Jesus has no consequence. The enemy cannot withhold anything from me because I love Jesus. He can't say I'll be sick in my body because I love Jesus. Are you together with me? No more consequence. Listen, friends, I don't know about you, but hear me. There is no amount of money I need that Satan can stop me from having. And that is that is a calm and a gentle way to say to you that I'm going to be extremely wealthy. I just didn't want to say it that way. I know it. Very wealthy. If we need the fame, we're going to have it. If, if, it's, if it's part of our, of our calling, we're going to have it. That's another gentle way of telling you, I'm going to be very famous. Now, it's not a desire, it's not a passion. But it is what it is. The enemy can't stop this. Look at this person you are looking at. It. The enemy can't stop this. I'm telling you the truth. I have nothing to be afraid of. You have absolutely nothing to be afraid of. There are not going to be consequences for your love for Jesus. Listen, if you follow Jesus and you are never popularized because you were never meant to be. It wasn't Satan that stopped it. Stop saying, ah, even though for, even though for this Jesus have been funny, ah, for don't blow, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Are my friends here? Yes. So he says, because I have all the authority now, we have no need to bargain, there. No bargain. Oh my goodness. We're stepping into the city and we're changing the city and changing lives and creating a hub of revival and there will not be any consequence to that. There will not be one consequence to that. Will there be attacks? A lot of them. But every attack, there's going to be victory for every attack. No consequence, friends. Now, when you know that there's no consequence, Jesus is telling you, then go all out now. Jesus will never be the reason why you are not married. 
Is that not going to be the reason why nobody's willing to marry me because I love Jesus? Well, it's never going to be a reason. Because I love Jesus, that's why I'm poor. It's never going to be a reason. Rather, it's going to be because of Jesus, I'm wealthy. It's going to be because of Jesus, I have a great family. Do you get the point now? Now, the reason why we're not engaging this power is because while looking for things we should be looking for, we should focus on the assignment. We need to go to all the earth. And we'll make disciples of nations. Now, to make the disciple of nations is not to get them born again. It's deeper than that. It's to, oh my goodness, it's deeper than that. It's to teach them how to do life. We are invalidating everything they know. You know, <laughs> babe, this is serious. Well, we need to start this work. You see, when it says make disciples of nations, it says, it's not just saying go save them. After you have saved them, then you need to now teach them how to live. So we're going to contradict the educational syllabus. We're going to contradict their business syllabus. We'll contradict everything they know about marriage, everything. we contradict everything. Some of them new syllabus and tell them, all right, this is how to now do life. And I will tell them, in marriage, one plus one is not two. One plus one is one, okay? And they say, yes, sir. We teach them again. I say, you know, you don't, you don't get, you don't, you don't multiply through saving. Saving is the least level of, of investment. Investment is seek first the kingdom of God as righteousness. And they say, yes, sir. I will tell the wives, you submit to your husband. And then you and your husband are not the same thing. Your husband is your head and you are not the neck. Say yes, sir. I will tell the husband, you are head, not like not like headmaster. You are head to die for her and to serve her. And he says, Yes, sir. And that's what we do. We change everything. And so if our message doesn't confront, we're not yet preaching. If our message doesn't offend, we're not yet preaching. We look at two boys who want to get married and we say, No sex before marriage. And in the world, they're like, is it possible? Like, what's not possible there? No, a boy and a girl. We look at our boys and tell them. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> we look at the boys and we say, you see, boy, girl, no sex is for marriage. Yeah. And they say, yes, sir. And in the world, they're like, you, but I've never, but I've never. So never what? You mean? Yeah. Never what? We don't visit ourselves in the night. We don't visit ourselves alone. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We meet every Tuesday. Prayer meeting. After prayer, we carry two chairs. We go and sit down. We, we, we talk. And, and then from there, when we want to go out, we go to poor open space. He doesn't come to my room to visit me. Yes, sir. I said, just visit. Just a, just a casual visit. No, we don't do that. That, that, is, that is what it means to disciple. A serious worker. This one that we're doing is not disciple. This one we're preaching good sermon. <laughs> good Samuel is not disciple. So disciple means, you see, I was studying this one, I'm still studying it. I did some studies today on the word disciple. Such a powerful word. It means to enroll. You enroll into the school. It's even, you, you oh my goodness, let me, let me read some of the things I saw. Are we here, friends? Yes, sir. I hope my research is correct, though, because from this ritual, we're still at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
It means to become a pupil, to, to to become a student, to enroll in a school. I hate to get out with me. To learn how to lie, to be instructed. Now, you see, it says, it says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Give me the old KJV. Can I have that, please? Thanks. The next verse. Go here, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them. Now, the, the teaching here and the first teaching there are two different things. The first one and this one are not the same thing. The second one is teaching as for Bible teaching. But the first one is not Bible teaching. The first one is people enrolling into a school to be disciples, to be taught how to live. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. So you see, any, 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 any spiritual setting that doesn't have influence in how you do all other areas of your life it's, it's, it's not this. We're not your discipline the nations. Yeah. A, 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 any church experience that ends on Sunday, we're not discipling the nations. Where you can end on Sunday and you are cut off from the system till, till next Sunday. No, 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 no. What we are doing is buying and selling. That's, that's patronage. Yeah. That's clients and, um, and uh, what's that? A service provider. But that's not what we do here. What we do here is discipline. Discipling while enrolling and learning how to do life. That's why, that's why it's not, it's not, a church must be, must be built around not just one emphasis. Say, we're great preachers. There's nothing called that nonsense. We have to disciple. Are you with me? Yes, now, there can be a man who's, who's strong on one particular, but I'm saying in the context of community, context of church, is discipleship. So when, our, when young men get saved, they begin to learn afresh how to do life, every area of life. How to, how to use money, how to treat women, how to treat men, how to, how to walk. Now check the whole of the epistle, it's full of how to do life. Everything is full of how to do life, how to be at work, how to be a, how to be a, a house help, how to be, how to be, how to be uh, a, a master in a house. It's full of lifestyle. It's about discipleship. It's not just about preaching and people are excited. Yeah. Are we together here? Yes, now, if you are a student, you don't, you don't, you don't determine the curriculum. Yes. You don't determine curriculum and you don't determine when and how to learn. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm tired of some of the things we have on ground now. You know, it's as though the student determine the curriculum and determine how long the time they should be taught. So teach us for 30 minutes every, once every Sunday. And that's not discipleship. And that's, why, and that's why there is no difference with us and the world. Yes. Check it. Aside from the fact that we shout hallelujah, the difference is not much. Yes. Now, there ought to be obvious difference. Like your unsafe friend should come to your house and know in 20 minutes that your house is different from your own house. Yes. Like they should know in 10 minutes. They should see how you relate with your husband and they know that there's difference. They see how, how, how you relate with your wife. They know there's difference. They see how you spend your money. They, they know there's complete difference. Yes, sir. They should see how you work at the office. I know that there is complete difference. That's the sign that we have been discipled. Now, one of the things we are missing in the local assembly, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the church setting now, is discipleship. 
Now, we need to get back to discipleship. We need to get back to it. We need to be trained to be groomed. And everybody must know that I'm a student. I'm not just a member. It's not the church I attend. There's a community I've enrolled into. And my friends here. So, we disciple them in the name of the Father, the Son, and we now begin to teach them to observe. Praise God. The word observe is to watch carefully. Now, he says, teach them to observe the things that I have commanded you. So, the spiritual leader is under a command. And then he turns his command to teaching. Am I, can I preach here? Yes, sir. It's a command to him, but it turns to a teaching to us. And that's why I'm tired of pastors. I've met pastors who are angry with their members. Why? Because there's a way they want their members to be, and the members are not like that. I've seen pastors complain that their members, you know, someone was gisting me for, um, was it, um, someone was gisting me about how, you know, in the UK, one pastor was really angry and really angry for, uh, with his members. I says that, see, we've been trying to build this church for so, so long. We have not even raised up to a thousand, a hundred thousand pounds. What's this? If it's America, the American churches give. Uh, all of that. I'm like, why are, you, why, why are you reeking for your members? If you have any command as per giving, what do you do? You teach it. Huh? You pick up your Bible and what? And teach it. You know, pastors are angry with their members. Say, those people, they don't used to give. If you don't used to give, go on a series. Yeah. Go on a series on giving. You do part one to ten. <laughs> you do part one to ten. Okay, your members are not loyal. Don't, don't be angry. Don't gossip. I saw a pastor who was advising me. He said, ah, church members, they are terrible people. I'm telling you, the man was really adverse. I did someone who had been in ministry for about, about 30 years. He said, You have to be careful. A lot of them are witches. I'm not joking. I'm telling the truth. I was told. See, a lot of them are, they told me you people were witches. I'm telling you. <laughs> He said, you have to be careful with them. He says that your wife like that, they hate your wife. They want her to die. Yeah, yeah. He says, they are witches. And then he now begins to tell me about his own assistant pastors. He says, that man, that man that you saw, is a terrible person. He's a terrible person, you know. I know he's doing me good, but he has an ulterior motive. Yeah. In fact, in fact, he's using all those people's glory. That's why he's the one doing good. Yeah. Now, he must have gone through a lot. True. He must have gone through a lot. It's easy to say, ah, his pastors have gone through sovereign. If you know what some pastors have gone through, eh? They are just there because they, they believe if they leave the ministry, God will kill them. But their heart is no more there. It's just their body. Mm. A lot of pastors are like that. Yeah. Their heart is not there. Why do you think many, many children whose parents are pastors don't want to be pastors? Because they know what their father has gone through. There are, there are people who will labor on some members, but the the members become big and great, they have to change church. Because the church can no longer meet their social status. You know what that means? It means that the guy is giving his support somewhere else. And the pastor, some of this... I spoke with somebody called me yesterday. 
Hey, I've not spoken to this guy in about four or five years. He called me. I said, he wants to tell me some things. He wants to travel to Canada. I pray he's listening to me because I want to insult him. <laughs> yeah. He said, he wants to travel to Canada and all of that. Blah, blah, blah. But because of charismatic wickedness, that his pastor told him something. He said, charismatic wickedness, that his pastor. Now, this pastor he's talking about has trained him from when he was a child. He had no house. He had no home. The pastor, he was living in the pastor's house. The pastor had trained him, raised him all his life. He's now an old man. And he was speaking so ill of his pastor. He hasn't spoken to me in four years. And now he wants me to cancel him. And he speaks ill of his pastor. He says, so what do you think I can do now? Because, because this is a, you know, he was suspecting his pastor. So I told him, do you know I've not spoken to you for a long time? He says, four years. I can't know what's going on in your life. I said, is that pastor that knows what's happening with you? I said, me, I don't know anything happening in your life. I don't know you. I don't know you. You can say I don't know you. I said, so, since I don't know you, I'm not able to advise you. I said, except I'm a false prophet, I will give you a word. He said, I should give him the word of the Lord. I said, I said, I said except I'm a false person, I don't know you, so I can't give you the word. I said, the only thing I know is that you mentioned a phrase regarding your pastor. You said charismatic wickedness. So I know that there's something wrong with your heart. I know that one. So what you can do is that you need to go and repent and ask God to purge your heart. I said, that one I know. But the other things about your life, I don't know. Yeah, and I said, and I have to go now. He said, no, Pastor, wait, 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 wait. When, when can we see so that I can give you? I said, I will tell you when we can see. He sent me a message. I read it. I read your message. <laughs> and, I, and I did not reply. Because I don't want him to ever, I don't want him to ever call me again. Yeah. Because he's an evil person. And I'm just trusting God is online. <laughs> you can sit down. Yeah. So, so sometimes the truth is people have gone through terrible stuff. Yeah. And, and sometimes some pastors are so wicked that they like to embrace the angry people. Yeah, because that's another person I can bring in close to me and will be loyal to me for a while till he shows me paper. Yeah. And that's a bad person. I don't want him to come. I don't want him to visit me. I don't want to have anything to do with him. So sometimes it's that bad. But whatever you want, you can teach it. And sometimes it's cowardice that makes pastors not to teach. Because they think if I teach it, the people will think I'm talking about myself. So they don't even teach the most important things. And and that's pride. Because you are self-conscious. And your people are dying because, because you don't want to look like you're talking about yourself. Now that's pride. Because you are concerned about your reputation. Now, now, listen. When you teach what God has commanded you, you do two things. You train the people. You raise the people. You give them an opportunity to choose God or not choose him. And if anybody is angry that you are teaching a kind of thing, is that not God letting you separate your sheep from the goats? That way you quickly find out the devils. If If I teach, for example, I teach loyalty. How people should be loyal to themselves and to the church. Anybody who's angry, I'm teaching that. It's a devil. Because why don't you want to be loyal? Like, why don't you want to be saying, he's trying to teach the people so that they can be connected to him. What what should I teach people to walk away from me? (laughs) The people should be taught. Don't assume people should. You see, many pastors want people to just do some things. Things that are not normal. Yeah, those things are not normal. You don't expect people to just... Listen, you need to be taught. That, that's why in those churches, they give somebody 10 minutes to take offering. Yeah. 
Now we don't do it again. The reason is that the first teach, they give him, him conversion. They'll give somebody 15 minutes to take offering. What it means is that before he takes offering, he will do a teaching. Now, if we do a teaching before altar call, what's wrong with doing a teaching before offering? Do you just get it, man? Say, it's time to save believers. It's time for, oh yeah, if you are not saved, come out. <laughs> you do a teaching on salvation. After you do the teaching, then you go to the altar call. You do a teaching on marriages so that people can have good marriages. Yes. Yes. You teach. You raise disciples by teaching. You didn't hedge. Whatever you want to acquire people to have, teach them. Don't just be suspecting people and find out who has a good heart. Teach a good heart. Teach. Teach the contents of a good heart. So I'm waiting for them. Okay, I will go to my shay. You are not you are not last man. <laughs> Listen, I counsel some people and I tell them this problem you have, this is my problem, will take you a while. I tell some people, it's going to take you a while. Where your husband and you guys are, you are going to go. I've told people, I see someone today, I said it's going to take a while. My own analysis of this take a while. But I can teach you how to go through the process. Then you now begin to teach. Your husband is not a bad person. You are not a bad person, but sense-wise, you guys are far. You guys don't have the sense yet. So, so if you are judging him by his actions, he's doing the best. He doesn't have sense. The guy doesn't have sense. But with teaching, he can get, he can start having sense. I was advising one young man. I said, "Don't toast any girl for now. Don't, don't, don't." Don't you wicked her, you wicked yourself. Don't. Why? Because he's not a bad person. He's not just there yet. He needs to learn and grow and I'll teach. I'll teach. Yeah. And then development will happen. Yeah. Like, okay, you're ready now. Then get for that. So what we do is that we make disciples and we do that by teaching. Not just preaching powerful messages, but teaching how people should do life. Yes, sir. I eat together with me. Yes, sir. Train people how people should do life. So that everybody, we have some, we have some basic minimum of character yes. expected from yes. every child. Yes. Listen, in Jesus, after a while, there should be basic character yes. that everybody carries. Yes, sir. Basic. Yes, sir. That you can even marry without hearing God. Because just pick one. Yes. Basic. Yes. I've got people to you know, or yeah, pick one, you'll still be fine. Yeah. Because it should be basic character. Yes, sir. And uh, anytime we find out somebody's flaunting the basic character and while teaching person is getting angry, we know the devil. Send him away. Send him away. Yes, One day he will just come with envelope, all his offerings and tithes have been compiled together. <laughs> away. Somebody say away. 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 <laughs> We teach. We teach. Listen, do you know even in the Old Testament, that's the role of a father? To teach. He says, you gather your family together and begin to teach. You teach. You teach. You have to be strong in teaching. You have to be strong in teaching. This is not how to do life. You teach. You teach. Teaching is how Christians see. It's how we get our vision. We enter the faith blind. Our eyes pop open through teaching. We teach. After I just found out you are a certain way. Yes. And, 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 and in those teachings, there's wisdom. And where there is wisdom, there's power. Yes. 
And then you begin to see power. Listen, life is easy when you know the right things. Yes. We teach. Teaching them to observe. So while we are teaching, then the people we are teaching, they will not be observing. Whereas they will be watching how they are behaving. I say, oh, pastor said I should not do this. No, no, my unit here says this is wrong. They begin to observe it. The day you talk to your husband anyhow, you find out he's not in line with that message. You go and apologize. Yes. You already have the document yes. with how you want to do life. Are you together? Yes. The day you get your money, you know, okay, this is tight. This is very offering. This is for my family. Yes. Your life is structured. Yes. That's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. We become predictable. Yes. Predictable spiritually. You understand? Unpredictable. We know what to expect. We we'll now know who is strange amongst us. So this is a strange thing, brother. This is, this is a strange thing. My brother, this is a very strange thing. When the husband says, if not for God, I would have slapped you. Mainly he says that, who will beg his wife, please don't tell, don't tell, don't tell your injury, don't tell Pastor Zan, don't tell Pastor Zan. Hey, brother, you say you want to slap. You say, if not for God. You'd have slapped her. It's strange. It will be strange. Are we together, friends? Friends, we are God's soldiers. We are the light of the world. Let's get out of it. Praise God. Get on your feet. Give me Mark chapter 16. And we'll pray with this and we're good to go. Don't miss um, the last part. I think it's from verse 16. Don't miss Sunday. Sunday I'll be teaching on um, a certain Samaritan. Are we together, friends? The same thing here. It said, go ye into the world, preach the gospel to every creature. All right? He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believes not shall be damned. Listen, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, not the ones who preach to those who believed. We preach to you, you now believe, then the signs shall follow you. So an elderly church, the signs should be following the members, not the apostle. So we should not be counting the amount of miracles I'm doing, the amount of miracles you're doing. You see, but we need to have the mindset that I am sent. Are you with me? He says, go to the world. What's your world? Your office, your marriage. Those are the places you go to every day. Everywhere you go to is a field of preaching. Yes, sir. It says when you, when you are a believer, these signs shall follow them that believe. It says in my name they'll cast out devils. You see, beginning from today, you begin to cast out devils. Yes. You cast out the devil troubling your neighbor. Listen, yes. the first dead person I raised was my neighbor's child. My neighbor's child, as a normal guy, as a normal guy, I was just a normal believer. The, the baby went, boom, everybody was crying. Everybody ran on the floor. And I just jacked out of my room, like, thank you, Jesus. Boom. And I began to pray. And in about 10 minutes, boom, the baby came back to life. Yeah, because I'm a disciple. Yeah. And that's why when we start our soul churches, miracles will just begin. Yeah. You, see, you see, we'll be doing testimony time, reading testimony from different cells. And the testimonies given in cells of what God has done, how God has done this, how God has done that. Are you together with me? People who don't have children getting multiple children. People who don't have jobs getting jobs. People who are sick being, being healed. Now, not done by Pastor Zach. Done by the randomest person here. 
So that's why one of the segments of the cell of the cell churches is after every service we will pray for prayer points. Everybody who has a prayer point, we gather everything together, we pray, and the next week we get a testimony. Yes. Do you believe this? Yes. Are you ready for this, friends? He says, in my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. And that's why every service you guys will baptize people in the Holy Ghost. Yes. And they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yes. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. Now read Matthew 28, Matthew 28, the last, the last one I read, Matthew 28. Are you blessed by this? Yes, sir. I said, are you blessed by this? Yes, sir. If you like what Jesus Christ is doing with you, come and shout a big hallelujah. hallelujah. All right, go go to the last verse quickly, quickly. I just want to bring out. It says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So we have God on our side every time. He's with us always. Nothing evil shall befall you. You have nothing to fear. Because God is with you. And guess what? He's with you as you are discipling the nations. As you are walking wonders. As you are doing miracles. Lift up your hands and thank God. Thank God for the life that's in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. I have the spirit of the Son of God. Can we lift up our hands, everyone? I have the life of God in me. Say, I have the life. I have the life of God in me. Let it make sense to you. Come on. I have the life of God in me. I have the spirit. I have the spirit of the Son of God. I have the life. Say I have the life. I have the life of God in me. Say I have the life. I have the life of God in me. I have the spirit. I have the spirit of the Son of God. I have the life. I have the life of God. Somebody shout. coming to you and the counsel you give them will deliver them. I see you carrying a new mindset knowing that you are sent to go to the world. 
I see you taking Jesus' business more important than your own. You are counseling somebody who will be free from depression. Free from sin. You are counseling somebody whose demons will leave. I see you cast out devils. I see you heal the sick. I see you fill people with the Holy Spirit. Wow. I see God working through you. Do you see that? Shout aloud, amen. God bless you. God bless you.